0: If uh, you know I interrupted your conversation, there'll be plenty of time after the service at lunch just to uh, um, continue uh, that uh, conversation and um Uh, Today, we're uh, continuing on our journey of wanting to make a a strong connection with God. Not just wanting to make a connection, but a strong one, a a real strong connection to God. And one of the ways that the scriptures point us to that we're always able to make a strong connection to God is in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And that there's always opportunity to respond to God, to connect with God in gratitude. Um, I learned a habit from, I think it was uh, Clara, my middle, middle child. learned a habit of uh, thanksgiving from, from her. This was a long time ago, 15, 16 years ago. Um, at least in her life, that's a real long time ago. And we were sitting at the kitchen table. And it was her turn to do a prayer for the meal. And so we, you know, do what you do, and we pray, and we close our eyes and bow our heads, and then she started praying. Dear God, thank you for uh, this food, and thank you for the table, thank you for the fork, thank you for the green peas. Thank you for the flowers. And about that time, I opened my eyes uh, to reveal that she was praying with her eyes open. And as she finished from the fork and the green peas, because she gave thanks for green peas, not something that a you know, three or four year old does, then she gazed out the window and thank you for the sunshine and for the trees and for the leaves and went on until we all said, OK, amen, dig in. Uh, You know, but that's a great habit to pray with our eyes open and with a spirit of gratitude. You know, and today, since you're all so close to one another, you know, wonderful opportunity to pray with your eyes open as you thank God simply for um, one another. And as we, this week, you know, develop that habit of connecting, of a strong connection with God, that we want to pray with our eyes open. I uh, started to, to do that. It's a good thing. I was driving. It's always good to drive with your eyes open, too. But I was driving up uh, Gray Grossbeck Road, you know, which goes right back that way. There, or, right along that way. Yeah, that's Hamilton. Right, Okay, now. Um, but Gray Grossbeck Road, and which was just—I uh, um, was driving up that road, and decided, to, "Yeah, I'm just pray with my eyes open." You know, as I'm, I'm uh, driving, and I found myself giving thanks for asphalt. You know, because it was one—it was newly paved, so it's sort of sweet. You know, you can sort of zoom up and down, um, but don't break the speed limit. That was another sermon already. Um, and yeah, you know, and as I was. You know, just driving down this nice, newly paved road. you know, that's sort of silly, isn't it? to to give thanks for asphalt. But it really isn't if you've been in a country where asphalt is a precious commodity. You know, to uh, been to Haiti and it takes six hours to drive thirty minutes or to drive thirty miles um, outside of Haiti. Once you get out of Port-au-Prince, because asphalt's a real. A uh, very uh, precious commodity there. You know, so, I mean, to go to, to, to Dayton um, uh, for us would take six hours if you're in Haiti or someplace else. And uh, um, Alan Rainey, who travels a lot, and especially in Latin America, can tell you stories. And then if there's no asphalt, if it rains, you don't go anywhere. You know, so Dayton's out of the question um, if it's raining. You can't even make it up to Ikea. I know for some of you, that would really be a loss, you know, if it's raining just not going to happen. You know, but I found myself then thankful for asphalt as I was driving and praying with my eyes open. And then, even, and then just all our fire hydrants became words of thanksgiving for the, the wonderful invention and presence that those are simply to prevent um, such disaster or at least to, to limit them. To pray with our eyes open and develop our habits of giving gratitude to God. I invite you to turn to Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. You can also follow along on the screen. Uh, let's, let's pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your written word that speaks to us of your truth. And we give you thanks for your Holy Spirit who resides in us and is speaking to us, leading and, and teaching us and forming us In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Luke 17, starting with verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest." And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked Him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean, but the other nine? Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then He said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I mean, it's a great thing to develop a, a, a habit of giving thanks, of, of a strong connection with God in thanksgiving because it's so easy to take things for granted. You know, It's so easy to, to, to drive and just take for granted the, the asphalt that, that we're driving on. In this event here, Jesus healed ten different people and yet only one returned to give thanks. I mean, even in the face of such a grand healing, only a ten percent response in thanksgiving. How much more if uh, this person responding to such a healing, uh, only one out of ten responded, how much more so then do we take for granted just the gift of the day? All the ways that we are gifted each and every day. The Lord's Prayer that we're going to pray um, in a a little bit uh, um, after uh, uh, communion. We we pray, uh, give us this day our daily bread. We, We recognize each day is a gift. Not something we've deserved. Not something that we've earned. And I don't think that we really need a lot of convincing to to recognize that. I mean, just just our standing. For, For most of us in this room, we were born in this country. You had absolutely nothing to do with that. And yet, you have access to clean drinking water. Regularly. I mean, all kinds of clean drinking water here. You have access to free education through the 12th grade that right there puts you if you were born in this country like i was then that those are gifts that were given to you that you didn't do anything to deserve and is an accident of your birth or a provision of your birth and if you still don't believe that and i in, uh, encourage you to ask somebody who wasn't born in this country but who's immigrated here like the samaritan in the story the, the one out of the ten That person can tell you, man, here are all the things you take for granted as a gift of your birth, being born in this nation. We could spend our entire day in prayers of gratitude to God because of all the things that God has given to us as a result of our birthplace. We'll pray today for our brothers and sisters in, in Syria, in Iraq, in Nigeria, because they're Christians, followers of Jesus. They, they face serious persecution to gather in the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters in China you know, have to keep their gatherings before Jesus undercover so that they're not persecuted for gathering in the name of Jesus. And we, I don't know that anybody faced any bomb threats, maybe a pothole or two, maybe a traffic light or two, that, that we gather, that we respond to God in thanksgiving for the many ways that He has blessed us. We, we recognize the gifts we have for this day. Turn with me to 1 uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. You can follow along on, on the screen if you'd like as well. Uh, starting with verse uh, 16. 1 Thessalonians 5:16 Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I love that passage. I, mean, I, I just, you know, we we spend a lot of time, folks, do you know, searching for what's the will of God for me. You know, if those of you that are uh, high school seniors, you know, you're going to be praying, God, what's the the will for where I'm supposed to go to college or where I'm supposed to work? What am I supposed to do next year? Or if you graduated from college and you're praying, all right, what am I supposed to do? What's my, my next, what's this decision that I have before? All the different decisions that we have and we're asking God, what's your will for us? And here, Paul just tells us, listen, I can tell you flat off, here's God's will for you. Give thanks in all circumstances rejoice always, pray without ceasing. I mean, this passage, in a way, could be the, the summary of this whole series, that we're, we're wanting to live in a strong connection with God. I mean, prayer is nothing more than talking to God. And he's saying, pray, be in strong connection with God wherever you are, whenever it may be, be in that, that connection with God. We want prayer to be our knee-jerk reaction. You want that to be our natural reflex, you know, our, our autonomic responses, you know, just the, the things like breathing, you know, and our heart beating and those kind of things. We want prayer to be that autonomic response, you know, that, that we just breathe. Our spiritual heartbeat is what we want uh, prayer to be, just to be connecting with God at all times. And, then, and he tells us here, in the, the, a key element of that is in all circumstances to give thanks. There's you know great benefit to giving thanks. You know it helps us to take our eyes off of ourselves and, and put them uh, on the giver. It takes uh, like what what happened with the, the Samaritan in our story with Jesus. Uh, you know that Samaritan took their eyes off themselves and whatever they were doing and put their eyes on the healer. To, to give thanks. That, that's a a great benefit to to do that. You know because it's regularly uh, it's. Often the case, and and I don't want in in this to to demean the suffering and pain that we face and the grief that is real in our lives. I'm not saying be Pollyanna and just sort of sweep that under the rug. But I am saying, you know, that when we're in suffering and pain, we can often ask God, why me? You know, regular, God, why is this happening? What's up? And sometimes we're even asking that, you know, did I do something wrong? Or, or God, why did you allow this to happen? And that's a good, I mean, that's a natural response. And and I say, go ahead, keep talking to God like that. We want to, that again, to be our knee jerk reaction. But how many times? But gratitude is the way. Then it says, makes us, helps us ask the question, "Why me?" When things are going well. You know what I mean? Do we stop and ask the question when things are going well? Hey, why me? You know, I mean, why me, Lord? Why do I have a beautiful wife who loves me? Why me? I mean, that's a gift. You know, why am I able to gather here at this time and, and that things are, are working or sort of working? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're moving towards working. You know, I mean, why me is a great question to ask all the time. And gratitude enables us to ask that question of the, the giver, of the healer, of the provider you know, at all times. So it's, a, it's a great antidote to, to keeping our focus on ourselves, it's a great antidote to, to complaining. You know, um, Brene Brown, uh, who is, uh, if, you, if you listen to TED Talks, um, she uh, has actually one of the most popular TED Talks that have ever been given. And TED Talks are this group that does little talks, five, six-minute talks are on the Internet. Go Google it, or if you don't know what any of that means, find somebody that's younger than you. Maybe they can explain it. But but anyway, it's it's an organization that has a lot of motivational talks. And Brene Brown speaks a lot on TED Talks. And this is what what she um, says um, about gratitude. She says, I don't have to chase extraordinary moments to find happiness. It's right in front of me if I'm paying attention and practicing gratitude. It's right in front of me if I'm paying attention and practicing gratitude. It's a great habit. When you're complaining about something, and there's things worth complaining about, but also catch yourself in the complaint and say, What am I giving thanks for as well? There are even medical benefits to giving thanks. You go uh, look at the, the Harvard Medical Mental Health Journal of 2011. And it's got a number of articles and studies that just show how simply saying thank you, writing thank you cards and things like that uh, help your physical health and your mental health. As a matter of fact, in all, as I was studying for this, I found one negative quote about gratitude. That, that gratitude is a sickness suffered by dogs. That was a negative quote. Now, I'll give you a hint, guess as to who that person might be. Who do you think might have said that? What do you think? Richard Dawkins, that's good. Good guess. Might have. That wasn't him. He's a prominent atheist. Um, for those you don't know that, that name, it was Joseph Stalin. Yeah. So considering the source, you know that might that may be the best quote here to say, "Oh, let me run to gratitude, because <laughs> that's a sickness that I want to pray with my eyes um, open." Now again, I'm not saying that we deny the reality of suffering and pain and evil and injustice that we face. And that is faced around the world. But I am saying that even in the face of evil, we can respond in gratitude. One of my uh, favorite um, uh, Christian uh, writers is Brennan Manning. And uh, he, he shares about how suffering is even the place... To respond in gratitude to God. The dominant characteristic of an authentic spiritual life. Is the gratitude that flows from trust. Not only for all the gifts that I receive from God. But gratitude for all the suffering. Because in that purifying experience. Suffering has often been the shortest path to intimacy With God. That it's often. And this is the case. That in our suffering. That then we fall at God's feet. Sometimes with anger. Sometimes with calling out to why. But there's. Almost an instant. Intimacy. With God. Even in our suffering. So yeah, we we face suffering and pain and even there we seek to give thanks in all circumstances. Because as followers of Jesus, um, even beyond all the, the circumstances and events of our lives, we have a trump card. We have an ace in the hole that no matter what the circumstances, we can respond in thanksgiving. Uh, turn with me to Romans five, uh, chapter eight, or follow along, you know, on the screen. But God proves His love for us in that while we were still sinners, okay, we were sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then. Now that we have been justified by His blood, we will be saved through Him from the wrath of God. So we were sinners, and we were deserving of the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, so we were sinners, worthy of the the wrath of God, enemies of God, He, through the blood of Christ, by sending His Son, He reconciled us to Himself. We were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. Much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by His life. Much more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Not only do we respond in gratitude, even in arrogance, we boast. Because of what God has done in Jesus Christ, in His life, in His death, in His resurrection. And that, brothers and sisters in Christ, can never be taken away. Neither death nor the devil. And all the possible evil that we face can pull us, if we are in Christ Jesus, from His love, from His reconciliation. From rescuing us from God's wrath. From taking us from enemies to children. That is our spiritual heartbeat. And that is a reason for gratitude, no matter what the circumstances. Have you ever seen the show The Price is Right? You know, Bob Barker and now Drew Carey. I don't know if somebody else is now. Last time I saw it, Drew Carey. Maybe somebody else is the host these days. But, you know, it's a show where uh, the, the beginning, you know, they got the people lined up here and they, they call their names. Somebody is chosen, you know, out of the crowd. John Smith, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. And what happens when John Smith's name is called? And they're, they're chosen. To, to take a chance at winning a scooter or whatever it is they're bidding on, you know what happens? They make a fool of themselves, don't they? On on television show, they can then be recorded. You can go look them up on YouTube. All people just woo! Woo! woo you know, jumping up and down, hugging people, kissing people they don't even know because they got a chance to bid on a purple scooter. And and I just was thinking about that. And and there's no way that we physically, spiritually, emotionally have the energy in our current state to maintain that kind of energy of gratitude for being chosen as a child of God. There's there's just no way to do that. This side of glory. But until then, that, that that is what, as we are rejoicing always, as we are praying without ceasing, as we are giving thanks with all, in all circumstances, that we are developing that spiritual heartbeat of gratitude that we're willing to be a fool before God because we've been chosen as His children we've been taken as enemies and been made friends. That is our spiritual heartbeat, our celebration of thanksgiving. It's not because the price is right. I mean, we celebrate because the price is paid. And we've been made right where we actually are wrong. We've been made right because the price has been paid. Reason for thanksgiving and gratitude every moment of every day. We're about to have a communion. This is a celebration feast. I'm sorry, I forgot the four of y'all sitting over here. You've, my back's been to you the whole time. Um, we're about to come to a feast, a feast, a celebration feast of gratitude, of thanksgiving, that we celebrate every month of Jesus' death for us. Of His body and blood given for us. The greatest act of sacrificial love for our benefit. This, this is a table of thanksgiving. As you're sitting, as you're receiving, you know, come back to that Thessalonians passage. Giving thanks in all circumstances. You know, you know, pray with your eyes open as we receive this. Giving thanks to God at this celebration. But before we do that, this is our habit. We have, um, we'll have prayer stations. Uh, there'll be elders um, the church and uh, just in places throughout the sanctuary. They'd love to pray with you and for you, whatever the need might be. It might be a request that, that you have for yourself or for another. You know, come and and let them pray for you and with you. And in the midst of that, give thanks. If nothing more, give thanks for whatever the, the pain is, whatever the burden is, because that burden has motivated you to seek Jesus, to run to Jesus. Now, you don't have to run like the price is right. You can if you want. They might get freaked out by it, but eventually they'll recover and pray with you and pray for you. But if nothing more... To give thanks for whatever evil you're facing because it's leading you to seek, to run, and fall at the feet of Jesus. Or it may just be you want to get up and give thanks. You just want to pray at this time and give thanks. You know, as I was thinking about that and sort of going over it, I was thinking, you know, wouldn't that, is that okay that we take this time and use it for giving thanks? You know, it sort of seems like a waste of time. I thought, no, that's sort of how the nine other people that got healed were thinking. Yeah, if you want to get up and come and meet with elders in the, the church that are here and, and let just pray thanksgiving, then let's just do that. Let's join that uh, in that time uh, as well. And uh, no matter if you get up or not, wherever you are, pray with your eyes open. Giving thanks for each person that does go forward and pray. And giving thanks for whatever else the Lord brings to your mind or has crossed your vision. let us pray with our eyes open so that our spiritual heartbeat would be thanksgiving whenever it might be and wherever we might find ourselves. As Alice Walker said, thank you is the best prayer anyone can say. Amen.